0: Yo, what's poppin'? Yo, what up? What's going on? Welcome, Monday night people. It's good to have y'all back. I know y'all are logging in right now. It's your man Dean Edwards. We are back. We are black once again. It's a Monday night. It's like God, oh, I see you, Jens What up, Improv Chicago? What's going on, Coach? I see you, Sawyer. So, hey, what up? What up, Elijah? What's going on? It's your man Dean Edwards. It's a Monday night. Welcome to another week of the Father Market Protocol. Barry Ribs, I see you. What's going on, fam? Yes, it's Aries' time. My man Aries will be on shortly. Just get yeah, more. I see you. What's up, sis? Marissa 2000 Ramirez Delfino, Blood 5620 piece. Peace, peace in here, Greece. Aries, I see you. Aries is is the is the earliest and, and promptest. And we and we got we got it squared away early. So as we welcome <clears throat> up my, my guest, my brother, what's going on? What's up? Pat? What's up
1: with you, boy? You good?
0: Chilling, chilling. Hold on, I'm let good, me put so in you my
2: Bluetooth.
0: Yeah. Aries, hey, what's going on, family? What's up, boy? You good? Chilling, chilling. Yes, sir. I'm good. How you feeling? Oh shit! You know it's another day, baby. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's, it's another day. I know people are people are just logging on. It's your man Dean Edwards. I have a special guest this week. Um, they're all special guests and friends, and I just want to give you your proper your proper intro, um, for everybody tuning in to the Father Mother Protocol this week. My next my my guest tonight. Look, I have I have notes, and I'm 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 so professional right now. <laughs> I like it. I like this, it. This next this next cat. You saw him, he did, he did ten years as one of I think the the longest, the second longest cast member in the history of mad television, mad TV is the youngest comic to ever be featured on HBO's Deaf Comedy Jam. Uh you know his voice work from The Proud Family, The Boondocks, Black Dynamite, and Seabar and Jamal. He's Ooh. an actor. You've seen him in, in in numerous television and film programs. Most notably, you know him. I remember him as the brother from from Jerry Maguire. Uh, <laughs>
1: damn, you almost got uh, the a whole resume.
0: Look, look a different world. And hold on, and South of Sunset playing Ziggy uh, Dwayne because I remember that show.
2: Oh my goodness! <laughs> um, yeah, um, he,
0: he he's a he's a, a well respected and 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 world traveled stand up comedian with uh two two great comedy specials, Hollywood Look, I'm Smiling, which I love that title, and Comedy Blueprint, which is a shout out to Ho, which I appreciate. And he's the first comic that I think has ever done that That a lot of people jacked it, um, Shaquille O'Neal impression, um, and hosted the AVN Awards in twenty eighteen and twenty twenty, which I just recently watched. Um big up to my man and your Ari yeah. Spears in the building family what's well, good what's brother? up man man you, you did your homework man damn I hey man that. <laughs> look look man i you know i i but for, for those that don't know the furthermore protocol this, this is this a podcast i do every monday night 11 p.m i bring on um some of my favorite comedians slash comics um in this month in august i'm having my favorite comedians that do impressions but I'm not saying impressionist because you're more than just an impressionist. So I want to make sure people understand that. And, uh, and we get under the hood, man. We like, I like to, I like to find out what makes people tick, um, their original right, stories right. And-, and and really, you know, get, get to, you know, where you started to where you are today. Uh, I appreciate starting off by finding out that you're good because, during these times, it's important just to find out. How, how you been uh, doing for the last five, six months, bro? Uh,
1: you know, man, I think we all try to take it in as, as, as stride, man. You know, it's kind of killing yeah. morale a little bit.
0: You yeah, know, man. Because uh, between
1: yeah. um, social distancing and people wearing a face mask and right. not max capacity, it's, uh, it's, it's hitting our bottom line, man. You
0: yeah, I mean? yeah, man. So, so yeah. It's,
1: uh, it's fucked up. And I just wish this shit would hurry up and be over.
0: Yeah, yeah, man. How is it in cuz you're you're based in LA? Yeah. So how how is it um as far as I know living in New York, I live in Brooklyn. So living in New York is frustrating the t- the few times that I do go out. Um when I go out and I see people not social distancing, not wearing their masks. How is LA um with that respect?
1: You know, LA seems pretty disciplined, but where you know, but when you look online and 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 you know, I really thought it was just regulated to white folks, because I was looking like this corona shit, like white folks do not like being told what to do. These niggas bitch right, right. about masks, we had to wear chains. But right. every time I, I look <laughs> on, on social media, there's a scene somewhere in Atlanta where niggas act like it's freak, Nick. We back in 98, you know what I mean? No masks, <laughs> right. nothing. So it's right, right. just white folks acting irresponsible.
0: It's us, right. too. Yeah, man, yeah, man. Uh, I you You mentioned bottom line. How, how how would you say, how strongly has this affected you as as a performer? Because I imagine, just like myself and every other comic I know, this is the longest, since you started comedy, this is the longest you've ever not been on stage.
1: Yeah. Um, it's weird, man, because cause, cause when they started opening the country back up, mm-hmm. everybody had their fingers crossed, like, okay, we're going to do this right, we're going to do this slow and surely. Right. But, you know... At some point, we're gonna get right back into the natural groove of things. But, dude, right. I've had I've had gigs like I, I I worked the whole week of every month all year. I've had right. two months worth of gigs get yeah. canceled on me to the point where I'm only working once a month. Right. So you know, right. it's, it's just like I said, man. It's just for morale, man. It's just like God damn, it's tough enough doing the shows with this condom comedy. You know, i I'm wearing these face condoms
2: <laughs> Right. Nigga, right.
1: To 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 have to go in there now and now not work at all and mm-hmm. it's ridiculous, man.
0: Yeah, have, have what have you been doing to sort of uh you know maintain your 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 mental health and, and not lose lose uh your, your grip with reality? Uh I ain't even gonna <laughs> lie to
1: you, nigga. Uh vodka and weed, nigga. It's <laughs> a <And some> PlayStation. <laughs> I, I ain't even gonna lie to you, man. I don't have no... I, ain't, I ain't got no... I ain't got no yoga, nigga. <laughs> vodka and, and weed,
0: nigga. <laughs> That's as real as it gets. Because I ain't going to front pretty much... Listen, I don't... I'm one of those cats that I can't play PlayStation too long. Like, outside of this, I'll get, like, maybe two or three games a year on PlayStation. Right. And I know how addicted I get to God of War or Star Wars, any of those... Those games, so I play them in ration. Like I'm like, all right, I'm gonna play for like an hour or two, and right. that's it. Because otherwise, I'm not gonna be creative. I'm not gonna write. Yo, I'm, I'm sitting right. up to like four o'clock in the morning, <laughs> just escaping from reality into into other worlds, into these fantasy worlds, because it's frustrating. That, yeah, you know, it's you like. Know, it, it, it,
1: Yeah, man, I don't don't really, you know, for me, the creative process usually comes when I'm on the road and I'm not sitting in a house full of people and it's, you know, 12 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock in the afternoon and it's dark Mm -hmm. in my room, no TV, no sunlight, and I'm just on my ass laying in bed trying to figure out, you know, what the next step is creatively, be it on my podcast, be it Mm -hmm. a skit, be it stand up, whatever it is. So, you know, for, for me... Sometimes when I come home cuz I'm so much on the road and I do everything on the road when I'm home, mm-hmm. like I'm home, I don't go out, I don't do right. nothing. I I just, right. I just say fuck stand up, fuck comedy. I mm-hmm. just need to relax a little bit, you know what I mean? Right.
0: Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, no, I mean and which which is important. I know I know there's so many so many of us that are so used to being on the road, you know, li- yeah. living on the road, living out your suitcase, and that becomes the norm. You yeah. know, I, th- I, th- I just, I, I, have my first gig coming up at, at Acme next month, and I got excited when I went on Delta's website. Mm. You know, because I hadn't, I hadn't been on a, on a, just, just looking at flights excited right. me because I'm so used to that, and and hadn't had that in so many months. That I actually felt myself felt the endorphins like, oh finally I, you know, mm. get to get on the plane. And, you know, it's 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 exciting, but that's also our norm. That's our life. What's what's what, what's Acme again? That's min- Minnesota? Um yeah, yeah, Acme's in uh in Minneapolis. Minneapolis, right, 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 yeah. Right, yeah, right. yeah. It's, it's was that in the house of comedy. Yo, honestly, that's one of my favorite clubs in the country. I know yeah. I know that a lot of people I, I know people sometimes will play either Acme or the House of Comedy in the mall. But my, my preference is, is um, you know how there's certain cities that are, uh, that the, the crowds are just comedy literate. Right. And you can build. You can build and build your set and, and really take some chances. Minneapolis and, and Acme Comedy Club is, is one, of those, uh, one of those clubs that, that when I got booked, I was like, OK, you know, this being my first club to go back and, and get busy on, I'm excited that it's right. this one.
2: You know? Yeah,
1: man. For me, it's like, you know, I, I recently did for the first time You know, Chuckles got two clubs, one in Memphis and they just opened Mm -hmm. one in Mississippi. And listen, I jokingly say, but with all due respect and love on my podcast, I'm not a big fan of the South, only because I just don't think I fare as well there as I do. Mm -hmm. Like you said, East Coast, West Coast, Philly, New York, D.C. Improv, Baltimore, Chicago, anywhere on the West Coast. I just think I'm a different vibe with the Southern crowd. Like I recently went to Mississippi and, uh, you know, the girl said to me, you know, I ordered a pizza. And she literally was like, what street are you on? And I was like, I got to get the fuck out of Mississippi before I run into some <laughs> slave catchers. Uh, I like niggas that breathe. Uh, so, you know, I'm, 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 a city, I'm a city boy. You know what I mean? I'm Ray right. Gibson. I'm Ray Gibson. Yeah. Claude. Yes, sir. Uh, so I just like a little bit. And, 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 you know, certain guys who I know are a beast in the yeah. South. They're beasts, period, but yeah. like, you know, uh, Arnez J, Bruce Bruce. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just think there's a little bit of something in their swagger where the mm-hmm. South and them, you know, come together. I just yeah. feel like a lot of time and it's not like I don't do well in the South and I don't get love in of the course. South and I got love right. for the South. I just, right. I, I'm a city dude, man.
0: Right, right, right. No, and and, and, and you're right. There, there is It's interesting because as a performer, there are different regions where Certain casts that are hot in other regions have a name down there, but like you said, like a a, a name like um, uh, Arnez J, like Arnez, you know, you go someplace down south and they're like, man, you, hey, hey, Arnez J, you you use a funny dude, Aries Spence, but Arnez was here last week. Lavelle Crawford,
1: you know, yeah. yeah, yeah, man. Like certain clubs I've been to in the south where it was just like, you know, I know they sold out, they killed it, yeah, man. And for some reason, like I said, I, I just don't think I
0: translate in the South mm-hmm. as much as I'd like to. You know, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, it'd be what it be. Right, right, right. And, and real quick, rest in peace to um, Tyler Craig, who is also yeah. one of those beasts down South. I met him yeah. in, uh, I want to say, 96. And, and m- hilarious comic, but also just a genuinely nice cat, man. Just a real down to earth cat. Did
1: they say what he passed from?
0: I no, I didn't, and, and and it's it's funny that you say that because a couple of people have asked me, and I'm like, you know what, you never know when's the right time to ask people. So when the the handful of people I know from like Atlanta that that found out and told me or whatever, right? I just let him. I was like, you know what, it don't matter. He's gone, and it's unfortunate that the uh, that the brother is is, is no longer here, because he was a funny dude, right, and well respected. But but back to you, I'm I'm gonna take it back, man, because um, I know we 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 have. Only a certain amount of time. Where did you start? Because you're from New York originally. Yeah, um, you know, I saw, It's funny. I came up with like
1: Bill Bellamy, Hamburger mm. Jones, yeah, uh, Derek Fox, the original Fox, yeah. Shantae,
0: the original, yeah, the original yeah. Uh, yeah, say that again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, wink, wink, nigga. Uh, right.
1: <laughs> but nonetheless, I mean, I came up in the Jersey, New York area, Triveca, mm. Indigo Blues, the Peppermint mm. Lounge. Wow. He's starring. So, you know, one of my last gigs, one of my favorite gigs, favorite stories to tell, is Mm -hmm. I remember I did a a spot, I think it was called uh, Indigo Blues or Tribeca. It might have been one or the other. But uh, Tracy Morgan and I did the the gig together. And then we Mm -hmm. took a cab from where we was at in Queens back up to the city. And this nigga earled all in the back of the cab. Fucked up. Uh, but he was still Tracy Morgan, you know? He had the I, propeller? I, 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 don't, I don't do it. He had the propellers back then. I don't do a great Tracy Morgan. But he was like, yo, man, I apologize for that. Let's go to the city. You know, it's it just, you know,
2: just a wild hey, that's, boy, man. <laughs> Tracy always been crazy, yeah, and, man. And that's what's funny because he still, he, he he threw up. He was like, yo, I mean, you, I apologize, papa. But listen, we gotta, we gotta, we got to get these stages. Yeah, there you go.
0: That was that was great, dude. I never These saw you stages. do that. That was amazing. Oh
2: man. Thanks,
0: man. So 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 when you started, because I remember because I started in '92, and I remember the first time. You know, as some of that did impressions, I remember right. the first time I saw you in the in the light. I think you had a light blue denim joint. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, my Eddie Murphy. Yeah, everybody, everybody, yeah,
2: because you had the black leather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black leather gloves. I didn't right? want to make
1: it too obvious on Dev Jam by wearing all leather. So I threw right, right. it off. I said, let me yeah. go denim, jean jacket, right. and pants, and the leather right. gloves. That, and the a, leather it, gloves. That's as far as I go. But I was yeah, oh yeah. my God, nigga.
0: But when, when you put your foot on them like that, because cause you, cause you hit them hard, and how, how old were you at the, at the time? Dev Jam? Yeah. Uh, 16. Wow! Wow! Yeah, because you were you were on there with with who became legendary comics, you know. Uh, um, well, from, my from show Bernie.
1: was right. My show was uh Ellen Clegghorn, mm-hmm. arnaz J, and
0: so, one other brother. I can't remember his name. Uh huh. Okay. Okay. Dude. Yeah. But but you you came off that, and that's what was interesting about Def Comedy Jam is that everybody popped. Every every time like I, I I've had a couple of them from Talent to Rob Stapleton to Guy Tory and, and we uh we spoke about the impact of Def Jam. Um especially in those those early years. You right. know, by the time by the time I did it, it was it was more a rite of passage and you were part of the fraternity. Yeah. But I think the seasons that you did it and those 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 first two or three um cycles of the show when you did it, you had you had like a, a, a an opener and then a closer that like hit people like like grabbed the cat grabs the audience's neck and everybody was like, "Yo, did you see right right, right, he was, right He had impressions and then on top of that, he did the Michael Jackson and, and right. shut it down, son. And I think did, and you almost burnt yourself, right? Didn't
2: you? It, it, not
0: really, but but okay. it, it was it was
1: you know it was a, it was a uh, what's that? It was a homage or. A, a respect to you know Michael so I, I just listen man you know what's really crazy and I, and I told Bob some of this when you go back and look at all the old dev jams right from uh, Bellamy uh, to me Corey yeah. Holcomb whoever yeah it's like we all had these little nervous tics that we yeah. did on stage like Bill right. Bellamy must have said that's crazy right a million times <laughs> every time he said somebody go that's crazy right that was
0: crazy right here.
1: right and so when you go back and you watch all of us you could see how how green we were now yeah, versus yeah. when you see us now we like jazz musicians man yeah, we just let yeah. the music come to us man you know right, john coltrane right. miles yeah. davis you know we yeah. just we just Mingus, let it flow yeah. man it's not so it's not you might still get nervous but it ain't right. that oh you can tell he's new with this we right, right. You can see the right. seasoning now.
0: Right, right, and which, which is true because um, I just I did something. I did a a Zoom uh talk earlier, and we were talking about doing shows during during this whole COVID um, and I I still haven't done a Zoom show, but my man Ali Sadiq did something on uh this, this uh, comedy, COVID comedy show. Probably in April, so we were only about a month into this. So I did something on there, and it was the first time, and I'm gonna say probably two decades that I felt nervous, right? Like, because we all we all have anxiety in that, you know, when it when it's showtime, you know, it's not so much nerves; it's just okay. I just want to get my head right and 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 you know, find my center. But it's not you're not nervous. Because you've done right. it a million times, so you know how to win immediately. It's more, all right, you know, let me let me get my head right. But this is the first time I actually felt myself like, yeah, I, this is uncharted territory. I don't you know. What I mean?
1: Well, you know, between the Zoom thing, and I know they starting to do comedy outside, which I uh-huh, never yeah. loved because Yeah. Nah. you can sit Indian style with your shoes and socks off <laughs> on the grass, you too relaxed comedy. You yeah, know, man. You receive jokes. Yeah. You, you too yeah. relaxed. Um, yeah, you're right. So I never liked the outdoor element, the zoom shit. I'm just real old school, man. Like I, I, I yeah. came up, I came up in the in the '80s, and you mm-hmm. know, of course, like everybody else, I did my homework, knew about Richard Pryor, but Eddie was my era. So between Richard, right. Eddie, Carlin, uh, right. Chris Rock, and all the people from that era on, like I mm-hmm. just, I, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm old school. I'm stubborn, man. I, I can't, yeah. whatever that new wave is for comedy. Mm-hmm you know mm-hmm. doing a zoom in your room by yourself no no no, right. no that to me is like beating off nigga i need content <laughs> you know what i mean i, I, no, I, I can't.
0: I, I, don't, I don't do that I, I agree i i did that one and i was supposed to do a zoom thing and i just and it, it and it happened right around when uh the black lives matter and uh then george floyd really was boiling over and i just um it didn't happen but i'm i'm actually glad it didn't because Someone told me later on that they did a Zoom show and got heckled, uh-huh. and to me, I, you know, it's bad enough having to do a show in your, in your living room or your bedroom, but just to have, have a dude laying on his bed, <laughs> watching you, and and And, and talking shit? You. Right. Yeah, man, that's, you know, I, I said, you know what, I, I'll wait. I yeah, can yeah, you yeah,
1: yeah, you know what I mean? I just, yeah. I would rather wait till either I could do it right or I don't want to fuck with it
0: at all. Right, right, right. So, and you, you know what you you mentioned something that that uh how how important because because you you like me, Eddie Eddie is like our is like our Yoda, right? Eddie's like right. our Yoda, and um, what was it about Delirious that that I'm imagining that's one of the things that sort of, of, of made say that's what I want to do? Yeah, that and, and 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 his run
1: on SNL. Uh, of course, yeah. Because, like, again, he that the impressions and all that, that's really yeah. the characters would inspired me to want to, you know, do that. But, uh, you know, there was just a realness and a rawness in the 80s. You know, yeah. tail end of the 70s, starting of the 80s. It was such a, and I remember one of my dad took me to go see uh, uh, 48 Hours in Trading Places. And yeah. I just, the effect that Eddie had on people in the theater, the way they yeah. would laugh. You know, you know yeah. from doing stand up. There's a difference between a laugh and a yeah. yo, you are touching somebody. Yeah, man. You know what yeah. I mean? It's guttural. Yeah. It's, the tear ducts are wet. And and, yeah. and Eddie had that kind of powerful response. And I, I just I, yeah. I loved it. I love that kind of yeah. attention when you hear that.
0: And and Eddie also, he had um unlike, say, like everybody had their rhythm and their swagger, but Eddie Eddie, I think, spoke to us because he was, A, he was young. He was younger compared to everybody else, right? right. And B, he had he had that first wave of hip-hop energy where it was just, he was cool, right? right? He, he, there was a coolness to him, but there was also a relatability where it's like, like Richard, when Richard spoke, Richard was like an adult. And you were right. a kid like I was a kid. So, was, so it was funny, but it didn't connect. But Eddie you know, talking about whether it was Aunt Bunny to, to the, the ice cream man. We were kids, so it re- we, we could relate we right. could Relate to it. Let me ask know? you this, because you know, prior
1: to the explosion of Def Jam, Hollywood only allowed one nigga per decade. Yeah, so you know, I called it the Pride.
0: Highlanders. Yeah, right. they treated us like Highlanders. Right,
1: so you had like prior in the 60s, uh, I mean, uh, uh, Red Fox in the 60s, prior right. in the 70s, Eddie in the right. 80s, then Def Jam exploded and it was yeah. a different game. Do you yeah. think that if Def Jam was around with those kind of comedians and that much talent, that those mm-hmm. that many comedians, Eddie would have mm-hmm. still stood out had he come along at the same time?
0: Mm, mm that's a that's a good you know question. I mean? Yeah, that's that's a good question. I think I think talent still regardless of hypotheticals, Eddie still would have r- risen to the top, but I think I think the class and the opportunities a lot of the cats that came up with Eddie would have uh would have popped probably a little sooner, you know, right. because I'll take I'll take it I'll take it back even before Def Jam. I think after Eddie you had that that small window of uh Hollywood shuffle. I'm going to get you sucker and then Eddie did um the Uptown Comedy Express so you had Chris Rock and, and and Arsenio and, and uh, Robert Townsend and, and Mooney and then Barry Sobel, you know, you gotta have a yeah and, yeah yeah yeah, you know. Um, so I th- I think those opportunities weren't weren't present, and the same cast that we that we saw eventually pop would have just popped a little sooner. Right, right. I, you know,
1: <clears throat> and I say this, you know, all due respect, like Robert Townsend, who I think is one of the greatest comedic writers. And, yeah, uh, yeah. and thinkers, uh, and we know Paul Mooney and all that, and, mm-hmm. and Keenan Ivory Wans But it, it always felt like to me, and I think you just used the word, of that class. It mm-hmm. Undoubtedly, Eddie was head and shoulders above everybody. Yeah. Whereas again, yeah. when you look at Deb Jam, Cedric, Steve, Bernie, Cat, Chappelle, i go on and on and on, Eddie Griffin, yeah, does Eddie Murphy stand out as strong? Because I, I, mm. I, I'm saying, I'm just saying, I think yeah, of the yeah, guys yeah. he came up with, right, hands down, he was he was Jordan, he
2: was right. Jordan, right.
1: Everybody yeah. else was all star players, but he was Jordan.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm wondering if he's still Jordan in the Def Jam era. Yeah, that's a, That's that's a that's an interesting. No, that's an interesting. Uh, that's a hard. C- it's hard for me to do the comparison because so many people excuse me after Eddie and Def Jam being like a decade after after delirious after after we saw him do it we saw sort of a formula of of his of his style of his flow right. and so when dev when dev dev comedy jam premiered you saw you saw a variety of styles you know um which to me is what was dope about Def jam because Bernie didn't sound like DL and DL didn't sound like Eddie Griffin and, and, and so forth. And Chris Tucker was so a, a dude of his own. Right, right, right. right. So, so that's, you know, that's, I'm not big on hypotheticals, but that's actually right. a dope hypothetical because it makes you think. It makes you yeah, wonder. Yeah, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and I mean, look, white mainstream
1: America didn't know that there was that many of us out there.
2: No, uh, which, no. Which,
1: which, which, you know, is why when Def Jam exploded, it wasn't a mystery because you got right. all this talent all right. over the country that never right. had a platform. You know, exactly. So it exactly. gave white America and black America a chance to go. Well, we, black people know we've been here, but it gave right. white people to right. go, there's so many of you. So, you know, <laughs> right. we could give them right. more to choose from, even though right. Hollywood still has its list of automatic
0: go to's yeah of course of course, well because of comfort they 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 go with uh you know we joked a couple weeks ago, uh we were talking about you know that there there was a there's a group of of uh black actors that if you've been in a movie with Gabrielle union. There were like five leading men that they always leaned on, right? And that's right. not to take away from their talent, that's not to take away from Morris Chestnut's talent, right? Or, or uh, obviously, look, I'm trying to think of everybody who was in the best man, Tay Diggs, right? Uh, uh, um, and so Terrence forth. Howard, dudes like Terrence that. Howard, yeah. yeah, those, those you always saw or still see the same people get cycled through, right. and so, so, as, as, as an actor. You're always like, I. Right, that's I'm vying to get in that class where I can at least be in the conversation when when right. it's time to cast uh, cast people. Um, you know, so so what? So, so at what point did you decide that you were going to pursue this?
1: I mean, I I knew I knew it, uh basically fourteen. I, 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 okay, you know, which is when I started. I just knew uh, prior to fourteen. I thought. You know, let me, I kind of always knew I wanted to be famous, but I thought I was Mm going to be a rapper. I tried that. Mm -hmm. I thought I was Mm going to be boxer. But you know, I Uh come from family. I come from bad stock, nigga. My mother's from Mississippi. My father's from Tennessee. Salt and grease is important to us. So I knew I didn't (laughs) have that that in me. Uh, But I'd always been funny and always been trying to be a cut up. So I was like, fuck it, man. And I read somewhere that, you know, Eddie Murphy and I had the same birthday same sign uh, so i was april like 4th. yeah april 3rd, yeah. So, I, april I 3rd. He, yeah, so i read that he had started at 14 so i just took all that as inspiration and said fuck it
0: mm-hmm. right 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 and, and do you remember do you remember and i'm not going to ask you to do your first set oh, but do dude, you remember <laughs> me and my
1: mother me and my mother uh and my sister went to the improv first And back then to get on stage, you had to draw your number out of a hat. Right. So all three of us put numbers in, none of us got called. So I'm deflated. And then Uh we about to go back home to Jersey. And a a dude told my mother, you know, there's this spot called the Uptown Comedy Cafe up in Harlem. Uh So you might want to go check that out. So at that time, all I did was I did three impressions. I did Jack Nicholson, Eddie Murphy, and James Uh Brown doing a Pepsi commercial. Uh, oh day, <laughs> but yeah, I just, I, you know, that shit where I'm in the mirror at home, like, yeah, I'm so and so for, so I just did that, and it, and and you know, it, it, it did well, it, it killed, and I was just, mm-hmm. I, the bug was in me,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: When
0: when you when you uh when you book Def Jam because you, it's crazy just saying you're you're still in high school when you book Def Jam.
1: Yeah, I watched and- <laughs> I watched my premiere. At one of my white friends' house and the whole fucking school was over there. <laughs> now I started getting pussy. <laughs> oh, it was it was beautiful. I know
0: it, I know it was age yeah. sixteen. Cause you go back to school on Monday and everybody's say, yo, yeah. Then, you were no longer you you were Aries Spears. Then then they gave they put respect on your name. Oh yeah, it was beautiful, man. And uh, shortly
1: after that, I dropped out of school, got my GED, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and moved to LA. Uh
2: huh.
0: And, and and when you when you got to LA, because and correct me if I'm wrong, because I remember hearing, did Debbie Allen and her husband Norm Nixon they were your managers?
1: Norm was my manager. Yeah. Norm uh, was your manager. Okay. <clears throat> Norm was my manager, and uh, you know Debbie was the producer, showrunner on Different World. Different so obviously World. Okay. Because you know her husband's my manager. I did right. two episodes of that. And okay. I remember um, D.L. Hewley was uh, the opener for Fresh Prince. And he was doing stand-up. He was the warm-up. And oh, wow. So, okay. Yeah. And so I had done a show with him and Michael Coyier in Detroit the year before. So when I okay. went by Fresh Prince, D.L. showed me love and was like, yo, y'all gotta check this young dude out. Dev uh-huh. Jam, blah, blah, blah. So he let me get up and do like a two minutes of stand-up. Long story during the short, taping. During the taping. Long okay. story short, word got around town fast. Yo, there's this hot young kid in here, amazing, uh-huh. blah, blah, blah. So for the next five years of my life in L.A., I just had holding deals. Now, they don't do those wow. new, But back right, in the right. days, they gave you a holding deal and said, look, we're going right. to give you X amount of money to take you right. off the market and develop right. something. So right. every year I was with a new network with nothing developed, but I had probably made a million dollars before I was right. twenty one, uh, and and eventually I I found my way on the Mad TV when I finally mm-hmm. signed
0: my last deal at Fox. And was was the because uh, here's what's funny I remember South of Sunset and I remember I faintly remember there I think from the pilot there was a scene with you and Glenn Fry and it, and it and I remember watching I was like that's like forty eight hours. like Nick oh, Nolte and Eddie Murphy oh absolutely.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Um, Yeah, man, listen, uh, uh, it was crazy because we got murdered. First of all, we were up against Home Improvement, which was the number one show in television, followed by Melrose Place, Ah, which was another hot show. Then it was during the World Series, and LA was going through the fires, so we didn't even air in LA.
0: Right,
2: damn.
1: Glenn Fry was such a God rest his soul, but. He was such a dick to the network heads mm-hmm. because he wasn't mm-hmm. really a great actor, but they hired him because he was Glenn Fry. But halfway right, through, right. through the shoot, he got an acting coach. So his shit mm-hmm. got better. So he was like, yo, don't air the f- first episodes where I was terrible. Let's reshoot <laughs> uh-huh. it. It was like, you know how much money that's going to cost? Nah, right, right. doing that. So he <laughs> right. cursed him out, was like, F y'all and this. And, and so between the Fires, the World Series, Home Improvement, Melrose Place, Right. And bad ratings, nigga. We got canceled after the first episode. Mm. Damn,
2: damn. Yeah. When,
0: when that when that happens, cause you're still you are still a young kid. When that happens, are you thinking, damn, well, this is my big shot and that's it, or or are you just rolling with like, alright, on to the next?
1: Dean, I, I was so arrogant, nigga. Uh, you couldn't <laughs> tell me. You couldn't tell me that I wasn't going to be the next shit. Right. I, have, watched, I, I watched the old footage of me when I was on Entertainment Tonight. And they were uh-huh. promoting the show. And I uh-huh. said some shit that when I watched it today made me cringe. I was Boy. like, I said, uh, yo, mark my word, two years from now, I'm going to be the biggest box office star in the world. Nigga, further from the truth, cut to Ooh. Nah. <laughs> so I was humbled, I was, I was so arrogant, nigga. Was <laughs>
0: but you know what, you know what, and, and what I could appreciate about that is at least maturity is as, as let you look back on it and say, right, I, I might have been tripping a little bit, you know, but uh, you, success in, in, in entertainment, and specifically in, in, in stand up does require a certain amount of confidence and you can't you can't be on entertainment tonight saying, Well, you know, I hope this goes well, but No, and that's is a, not that, that's that's exactly what you should be saying.
1: <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> what you should be saying. Because white folks love uh niggas that hope maybe, could be I, I'm I'm with the best. So I am mean, it's in God's hands. White folks <laughs> love niggas like that. I would say, yo, I'm telling you right now, I'm gonna have a butler <laughs> I'm going to have a Lear
0: Jack. Oh, oh, no, no, <laughs> They're like, geez, he's, I mean, he's young, but it's kind of cocky. And yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. That, oh, that yeah. Love <laughs> yeah, dude, it was, oh, it was cringeworthy. But that, 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 had that show continued, you might not have gotten the opportunity with Mad TV, so everything happens and it's time for its reason, you know? Yeah.
1: Uh, listen, man, I've, I've been, uh, I've been fortunate in in the sense that, uh, you know, I started young enough to where I could make certain kind of mistakes.
0: Right, right.
1: And learn from them. And shit, I'm still making mistakes. Um, Right, right, we all do. Yeah, but at the end of the day, listen, and this is not, I'm I'm trying as hard as I can since I just said what I said, not Mm -hmm. to be arrogant. But I think that if I was a half ass comic or, you know, some bullshit ass comic, I would have fizzled out a long time ago. Now, I know all the haters will call me washed up, but nigga, I'll tell them, look at your life and look at mine (laughs) on your worst day. On my worst day, is better than your best day. So let's keep it in perspective. But that being said, I mean, you know, um, I'm still here. You know, I'm still relevant, I'm still respected. You know, I still can go on the road and sell out venues. And I ain't been on TV in a major way shit and 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 maybe 15 years last time yeah, i was yeah. in a major movie jerry Maguire. It's 22 years ago now really i've wow. done things along the way i've right. done things to sustain me but in terms right. of what people would call big time shit yeah it ain't mm. been that but the fact right. that i'm still here 30 years later yeah uh, i think i'm Absolutely. doing something right
0: yeah, you you are. And, and to, to those people that would uh, say that, because we hear it all the time in, in our industry, think about how many how many six figure failures we know, you know, but because I think the average person, lay person judges what we do based on whatever they're seeing um, right. the masses consume, whether it's um, in, in, in major feature film or television. But to me, success is really based on on are you able like you said you you've been doing this thirty years you've been able to sustain um, a, a career for thirty years which is a success in and of itself. On top of that, you um, I remember meeting your daughter at uh, at the Laugh Factory in Long Beach, hmm. you know, and I'm sure she has the best education. Um, you know, you you live comfortably, so so you know what do we really gauge success off of, you know? And that's that's right. what people. Lose perspective on, you know. So I, I, I salute anybody, you know, that, that still is here. Um, knowing because in, in, in what we do, this is peaks and valleys, right? Right. And it's and, and the, the main goal is just to continue. If you continue right. and you win it, you know, that's a win right there.
1: Well, one of the best comedians of all time, God rest his soul, Patrice O'Neill. I remember when I saw Patrice. him do an interview, he mm-hmm. was like, You know, the guy said to him, Have you made it? And he goes, Well, what's it? What's making right. it? So, and listen, all of our definitions are right. different in terms of what's making it. Because what's making right. it for me might not be what's making it for you. Right. You know, and, right. and again, that's yeah. what I'm saying in terms of perspective, for the motherfuckers yeah. that have never done it, for the motherfuckers right. that talk shit, okay, your, your, your perspective is skewed. Because your, yeah. your standard of making it is what? You know, Kevin Hart, the $20 million dude, the biggest mm-hmm. mansions, cars, private right. jets. Yeah, that's right. sweet. I ain't gonna lie. We all would love to attain that, but just because we have not hit that level yet means what?
0: We're failures, right? Come on, right? I'm in the fifty percent tax bracket, nigga. I'm succeeding, right? Right. Right. Well, and and real talk, you're you're in the one percent as far as entertainers, and then even higher up when you come. When you look at the grand scheme of how many stand up comedians there are on the planet you're in that 1% per- you're in at least the top 5% of earners because we know what kind of money you make when you're new in this you know right. versus ver- versus you know sometimes when you first start out you're doing shows for for free food and and some money to you know to get back and forth um to the show um you're earning a living and a nice living. You know, I've, right. I've been on the road where, where they were like, yeah, Aries was just here two weeks ago and, and Tracy was here, you know. So we're winning, you know what I mean? I mean, like, just, like,
1: just, just
0: to be in that company though, whether they
1: exactly, go yo, right. Aries was just here, Dean is coming, Goffrey's right. in two weeks, you right. know, uh, Tracy Morgan, we're, it's like if this is the NBA, we're, right. we're playing with the other elites. You know what I'm right, saying? Whereas, right, you know, right. some motherfuckers is performing at these C&D clubs where it's just right. like, you know, we couldn't even begin to afford to bring you. You know what I mean? Right. We couldn't we couldn't be, begin to afford to pay for your hotel. So, you right. know, it's just about perspective. Right. And listen, man, at the end of the day, I tell people, all the people that hate on you, all the people that say that wow shit are people mm-hmm. that either don't know how or too scared to pursue their dreams. There's they nothing I can think of worse in life than to have it get up Answer to a boss who tells you when to eat, who tells you yeah. when to come back from lunch. You got to punch right. the clock. You go home and right. tell you go home. Like, nigga, right. we make our own. We work when we want to work.
2: Yeah, you know what
0: that's
1: saying? freedom. In terms of perspective, again, we do a weekend, four shows, five shows, one hour, one hour Thursday, one Sunday, two Friday, Saturday. Okay, for six shows, for however right. much money we make, for right. six hours of work.
0: Right. And other than when we on that
1: stage, <laughs> we in the room hibernating. We travel, right. and visit in the city. Might be getting right. some boozy, You know what I'm saying? Right. Whatever. Right. You know what I mean? You we, right. are, we are our own bosses, so that's wonderful, Indeed.
0: man. That's 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 freedom right there, man. That's freedom. We got we got 19 more minutes. I'm I'm, I'm keeping the clock. We still rolling. Um, talk to me about Mad TV because it was such a such a big part of your life. And and doing any first of all, people have to understand. Being on a TV show, first of all, getting hired on any TV show <laughs> that makes it beyond pilot and lasts a yeah. season is a win. Right. Being on it for more than one season is a win. Being on it for 10 seasons is why, even if you haven't been on television or in film in a major way in 15 years, you still, when you go to wherever, um, in the country or even- uh you know overseas because I know you do a lot of overseas gigs too and get paid quite well <laughs> um so you know that that the show was so important and and uh how did the how did Mad t v come about and you booking the show i should say uh you know uh,
1: like i said when my when my when my round of uh deals finally came ahead uh Fox was my last stop um, okay and at first, I, when I went to Fox, I had booked a pilot called uh, Crosstown Traffic, which was basically the Mod Squad. Okay. Uh, and, I, and I also auditioned for Mad TV that same year. They wanted me, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I was locked into this deal with Aaron Spelling. And Aaron Spelling okay. was behind uh, Crosstown Traffic. And for those okay. who don't know, he was the mastermind yeah. behind yeah. Beverly Hills 90210, Melrose yeah. Place, Crescent Heights, Dynasty. Um, So long story short, the pilot never got picked up and I had spent two years with Fox. And the the then um, head of the network, Peter Chernin, was a big Mm. fan of mine. So he was just like, look, man, your deal's about to expire. I want you on this network in some capacity. Even though we Mm -hmm. couldn't develop nothing for you, the pilot with Aaron Spelling didn't happen. Uh, you You auditioned for Mad TV the first year they wanted you. So fuck it, mm-hmm. you still want to do the show? And by that time, they were in season three. So I was just okay. like, yeah, man, put me on.
0: OK, OK. Because I, I, and correct me if I'm wrong, I, I kind of, I remember I remember watching Arsenio. And were you on that when, when they premiered the new cast? Did they premiere the new cast? Or what? it might have been when the show first started. I remember. I think it was when the show first started. OK, OK. Yeah. Cause I, cause I, cause, at that point I knew who you were. And so it's like like you said, we were Highlanders. There were only so many of us. So anytime right. you saw one of us, you're like, Oh, okay, he had an opportunity, that means I could get an opportunity. You know, right, it was like right. motivation. It was like motivation. So you were on because I, I remember those early seasons like Orlando Jones, Phil Lamar were, were like the black cats. You had Deborah Wilson, Deborah Wilson, and yeah. and so mad TV to me. Seemed like the next step in the evolution of sketch comedy. Like you had SNL, then you had In Living Color, then you had Mad TV. And what I loved about Mad TV was you saw a multiracial cast, and it wasn't just one black cat in each sketch, you know, you saw y'all across the board. So was there an overlap between you and uh, you and Phil, or you and Orlando, or were you like the newer, new black cat on the I, show? I was, I
1: was more like the new, the new black dude. You know, okay. I'ma I'm have a moment of vanity, and not mm-hmm. just, I'ma take myself completely out the equation. Mm-hmm. You know, Fox never supported Mad TV the way we really? would say would have. Like, look, man, mm-hmm. we had Susan Sarandon on, Kathy mm-hmm. Bates, Jay-Z, yeah. Gwen Stefani, uh, Missy Elliott, some of the biggest names in music. Yeah. And they never promoted us, ever. The only promotion mm. we would ever get would be the lead-in from the news. So if the news, mm. if the 11 o'clock news came on, they cut off at 11.30, as they sign mm-hmm. off, they go, and keep it locked here for Mad TV. How the oh, fuck wow. you got Susan Sarandon, Kathy Bates, wow. Jay-Z, and y'all not running ads during the day on none of your shit? Right. So we, we, right. we always felt like we never got the respect from the industry that we deserved. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fans loved us. People that watched yeah. that younger generation of kids that grow up and grew up right. and would come up to me now and go, dude, I was this many years old when you was on the show. I grew up right. watching you. I used to sneak right. and watch you.
0: Right. So
1: we, we we got a lot of love and appreciation from fans, but the industry, mm-hmm. they could have gave a fuck about us. and And Mad TV, other than SNL, is the longest-running sketch show of all time. Mm-hmm. They did fourteen yeah. years. No other yes, sketch show outside of SNL has seen that kind of longevity.
0: Right, right. I'll, I'll do you one better because I was I was a fan of Mad TV, and I remember <laughs> hold on. I remember when I was on Saturday Night Live. This is like season one, baby, episode six. Right. I'm, because y'all came on at eleven, and we went live at eleven thirty. I'm in my dressing room. Yeah, hey, <laughs> Will Ferrell. I, 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 Will, watched, Will
1: Ferrell. Will Ferrell told me the same shit. Yeah, I looked into him I, in the car wash, <laughs> and he was
0: like, "Yo, we used
1: to watch y'all in the makeup yo. room getting ready, yeah. getting
0: ready." I was like, cause, "Cause, you like steel sharp and steel." So I'm watching like, oh, that's you know, I remember like the the uh, the um the world's greatest uh, uh, uh sedatory uh, rapist. rapist. Yeah, like yeah. the joints were funny. And here's what's funny. I ain't gonna say the kids member. But I'm watching and because where my dressing room was, um, no, so this is my second season, like episode five. I'm in my dressing room and and the TV's on and a senior cast member walks by and kind of it's like walks by and like, hey. Really? Wow. (laughs) That's funny. I was was like, it's it's funny. You know, because I wasn't, I'm like, man, funny is funny. I ain't get caught up in the
1: Listen, man, I I, I I envy you because uh, listen, I've always been real about it. I, I'm certainly grateful for my time on Mad TV. You know, it, mm-hmm. it turned me from somebody struggling trying to make a name for myself right. to making a name for myself. And again, I worked with some fantastic Will Sasso, Mo Collins, yeah. Deborah Wilson, uh,
0: fucking Deborah Stephanie was underrated.
1: Breer. She doesn't oh, like I, and this is what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I felt like a lot of those people. Again, take me out the fucking equation. Right. So like all those people never got the the the, the shine they deserve. Deborah right, Wilson right. could impersonate Whitney Everybody.
0: Houston. I, Yo. I mean
1: and I mean look, as far as nailing Whitney's voice a hundred percent, nobody could do yeah. that. But she came damn yeah. close. She could do opera, she could act. Yeah. She did so many impressions. She knew timing. Yeah. Like Deborah was a monster. Yeah. And I always Beach. was like, she should be larger. Than what she really she is, she should,
0: and she, she never, should. you know, got that break. People, pe- people, like in here, like I've seen a couple of comments, like, "Yo, what happened to Deborah Wilson?" I actually, she's because she still works. And again, going back to what we were talking about earlier, just because y'all don't see somebody doesn't mean they they aren't working. Like she, uh, she's in the most recent um, Call of Duty, Star Wars, Star Wars: Fallen Jedi. She has she's, like she's, she's she's in Call of Duty star mm-hmm.
1: wars and days gone like i'm a video yeah. game junkie yeah so i got about yeah. three games where i looked up heard the voice and i'm like "God damn, deborah
0: yeah so, yeah you know
1: and she does a lot of voiceover so
0: yeah she still yeah.
1: works but again like mo college eventually be. went on to do uh yeah i think she's on the walking dead one of the walking, walking uh, Dead,
0: fear the walking dead Yeah.
1: will sasso's got something he's doing on abc he
0: has a new show yeah yeah
1: yeah so Look, as long as they get, they just do, man. I'm just saying
0: they deserve yeah. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so you do the show for ten years. Um, how much time? Because I know people want to see us, us do the impressions, and and, and so oh, we'll, we'll, we'll 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 hit them with, with with something, and like we'll give y'all seven minutes. Lastly, um. Cause i son i'm it's like two o'clock in the morning, like i said i'm just i'm up late now just watching t v and I turn on and it says the a v n of Horse. oh course yeah <laughs> and I saw yeah like, yeah, how did that come about because you're you've seen all these people late at night while you're in a hotel room, right, but now you're you're literally in, in their faces they're yours how how did
2: well I, you know um
1: AVN's, uh, they, they, there was a lot of comedians who did it. Greg Fitzsimmons. Yeah. Um, Jim Norton, I know. Jim Norton. Norton. Hosted, yeah. So they've had a couple of people host it. And, and again, they top-notch musical guests. The year I did it, mm-hmm. I did it mm-hmm. the first year I did it. Lil Wayne was the guest. Mm-hmm. Second year I did it, Doja Cat. Uh, I mm-hmm. forget what the DJ's name is. Some white dude with a cowboy hat. Uh, Lil Pump, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So and the year before that was Cardi B. So they mm-hmm. asked me to do it. And, and, you know, based on what they paid me and what it was, I said, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, yeah. Right. Um, that's why, again, I got to go back to this where people go, man, you washed up. So let me, let me make sure I understand this. I got uh, a very high five figures, uh, mm-hmm. south of 50000 right. to mm-hmm. do that. Uh, right. And I'm surrounded by. Porno stars in Vegas mm-hmm. uh, right. for that amount of work for right. one night, right? Niggas, please, right? It's a win. Like, like come on, man. It's a win. Perspective, nigga.
2: You yeah, punch the clock.
1: I look at titties. Yeah. Right. You know <laughs> I mean? And I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it that one night, which you ain't gonna make in two years, total. Right, right. Like, come on, right. man. Knock it off,
0: man. Right, did doing doing a room like that because every room is different, but playing that room, it was. Did you find it more challenging? I was going to say, I caught myself saying, Was it harder? But that, that seemed too close to a, a pun, right? Was it more challenging? It was doing a room why. like
1: that because I went into it assuming, like, you know, how we how you know, uh, a lot of comics don't like doing colleges, and uh, yeah. my manager always felt like, Dude, you would kill a college. Right, nah, that's a misconception. They don't know shit. They ain't got no mm-hmm. real life experience. They can't relate to shit. Some of my references is from the 80s and 90s. So a mm-hmm. lot of my shit mm-hmm. go over their head. I'm saying that right. to say it's a horrible experience. But the mm-hmm. assumption is I'm going to be a kid in a candy store. I mm-hmm. thought the same thing about the AVNs. I'm going, man, these is porn stars. This is wild shit. I'm gonna, this is going to be great. But the right. producer was like, listen, man, you have to be careful with this crowd because they mm. don't wanna be laughed at. They wanna be laughed right. with. And if you right. go in there and you make a bunch of jokes, belittling them and making right. the girls feel like whores and tramps and the dudes ain't shit, they will turn on you. Right. So right. you gotta play this a certain way, which killed right. my spirit because all my jokes was fucked up.
2: All right. the shit I wrote
1: was gonna demolish right. these niggas. So right. I had to revamp my set to basically make them know Hey, I come amongst you as a friend, not an right, enemy right, who's right. trying to make fun yeah. of you.
0: And uh, right. you know, it went really well, and they liked it. Yeah, no, I saw, I saw it. I was because I didn't know exactly, but I, I was like, I was like, this seems like it's a challenging room. Yeah, yeah, it was. But you got them. Yeah, yeah. You just have to know. You got
1: to come in there with a game plan.
0: Right, right. I right. thought I could just wing it. Right. <laughs> and, and real quick, before we do any impressions because I want to make sure people um, go check out your, your podcast, Spears and Steinberg. Give us a real quick, like, one one sheet on uh, what the show is and what y'all talk about.
1: Uh, you know, Andy Steinberg is my feature comedian. He opens for me. Uh, okay. He actually approached me the, when in, in the early beginnings when he started opening up for me, and he was like, yo, I got my own podcast that ain't mm-hmm. doing shit, so why don't mm-hmm. me and you get together and do one? So we started it, and, you know... Best to describe it, it's 100% uncut Bolivian yayo. Yeah, it's, it's, okay. it's, 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 it's blue magic. Uh, yeah,
2: yeah. We live it's a in brand a moist, name.
1: Yeah, it's a brand name. Uh, we live in a moist <laughs> era of comedy. And I think <laughs> I like political that. correctness has run amok. And, 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 yeah. and everywhere when yeah. you're being told, you can't say this, you can't say that, you mm-hmm. know, what to do, what not to do, we, wanted, we just talk about anything and everything, straight mm-hmm. Henny, no chaser.
0: Okay. Raw, okay. raw. Okay. This is
1: this is STD type shit. This is raw. You try right. to get you something. Right. How many? Uh, how many episodes have y'all have y'all done? Uh, tomorrow Wednesday will be 180.
0: Oh, starting Cong- Congratulations, y'all. Make sure you yeah. go subscribe. Um, to it's Spears called Spears, and, Spears
1: Steinberg. and Steinberg. Uh, available on all social platforms: Google Play, Apple, Anchor, Spotify, Amazon, or you can hit me up in my DMs. And I sent it to you personally.
0: Boom, boom. Uh, la- lastly, because 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 we gotta because uh, I love your Mooney. I love I love your Mooney. Can, can we can we hit him with uh, like? Uh, uh, tra- you never saw me do Tracy since that. So Tracy and I like Mooney. The Tracy. Yeah.
2: Okay. I like all right, so I right, I right, so yo poor poor Mooney my papa. Listen, I, I man, I'm, I'm a fan. I bow down to to your greatness.
1: First of all, nigga, what is a papa? Don't call me no shit, I don't know. What the fuck is a goddamn papa, nigga?
2: No papa, listen, that's, that's, I, that's, that's my ultimate respect. I'm, 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 I'm paying you homage, I'm paying you homage.
1: Nigga, you are not Puerto Rican, you are not Latino, nigga, talk like a nigga. All that white I folk got, money- I got, got good hair
2: like a Dominican.
1: Nigga, your hair looks like a black person's ass, nigga. Your shit is rough,
2: you got slave hair, nigga. That's that's that that's that baby here. That's that's like if, if Halle Berry had a baby with Elder Barge. Nigga, you are too much, Tracy.
1: You're a wilder, nigga. I heard about your divorce. That bitch is going to rape you, nigga.
2: Well, listen, it's, I, you know it's a listen, I got I you know I can't why I ain't gonna lie, you 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 kinda that kind of cut deep. I you know I I've been did, through a
1: lot. Nigga, why didn't you have her sign of prenup? Prenup is marriage's condom.
2: Strap up. Nigga. You know what? Strap up. I, I ain't going to say, you know what? You, you could be right. You could be right. Everybody, listen, sometimes you have a, you have a bad night. I had a bad a couple of years. I wasn't paying attention.
1: You know, first you, Walmart, gonna now this. She's going to get you, nigga. I'm telling you, she's going to get you. You let them white folks fool you, nigga. All that goddamn money for a nigga. And you didn't have us out of up. Nigga, are you crazy?
2: I was I wasn't thinking. I mean, you know what? I was logged into a false sense of security. Or when you say till death do us part, I'm thinking this is this is how long it's gonna last. Who knew?
1: Well, well nigga, she's gonna
2: get that Walmart money, nigga. She's gonna get all that goddamn Walmart money. She ain't getting gonna... all of it. I, listen, I stash some of it away in the projects in bed style. Although well, there you go, nigga. There you go. That's you got, nigga, to, you thinking... got to. that's called contingency. Well, there you go, nigga. I didn't even know you knew how to say contingency. Contingency. I I, I want to spell and be in second grade. Nigga, you sound like you're still in kindergarten. No, no, that's, you know, what that's called the Jedi mind. I Jedi mind tricked the entire industry. I fooled everybody. Everybody, well, well, man, nigga, slow. I'm, I'm too quick.
1: Well, nigga, fool them again and give me some of that goddamn
2: money. Listen, if you need money, I got you, but listen, I'm gonna have to, I'm, I'm, I, I can't hear. Paula, are you still there? You I know, can't I, hear you, Papa. I, I got Paul. you. Bro. I got you, nigga. Paul, I, I, you know what? I was gonna loan him some money too. <laughs> Yo, hold up, hold up.
0: I gotta do some. See, this I love doing these just cause just still, man, still soft and still. I'm not think yeah. who else, who 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 else? We got damn. We only got two minutes left. Uh, uh, um, let me give him some Shaq. Uh, Shaq and 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 uh. Shaq and, De- and Denzel, Shaq and Denzel, uh, 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 hey, hey uh, social Sh- so kill. I, you know what? You know what? I did not realize how big you were till I saw you. Per- you're a big guy.
1: <laughs> Always been big. Always been. This is my whole life. Everybody knows this is how big I am. 7'2, seven, seven, and I dominate.
0: So yeah, yeah, I gotta yeah, be yeah, big. No. I gotta dominate. You know what? You, you, you are big. You've dominated for, for many years. And, and I gotta say, if nobody else says it, I see, you know, you with the general. I see you with, with Papa John's. You're making money. <laughs> yeah,
1: I got to make this money. I'm, I'm not just the big diesel. I'm the big bank. So I got all
0: these the, endorsements. I'm the trying baggage. to leave money for my
1: kids. I'm trying to leave money yeah. for everybody.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. No, you're not trying. Hey, hey, hey Shaq, you're, Shaquille, you're not trying. You're doing.
2: Huh? You're doing. My guy. My guy. Yeah. My yeah.
0: guy. <laughs> hey, Dean,
1: I got to ask you, man. Uh, yeah. I know you probably know. You heard of C King?
0: Yeah, uh, you know what? Godfrey told me about him because I know y'all did um, uh, the death, the Def Jam thing when COVID first started. Yeah, yeah. I saw, I saw Son. I saw Son. He, he, he got, he got, I, skills. I,
1: I put him, I put him on to it. Listen, man. And I said in the interview that I did, I said, you know, I think there's five guys that do Denzel, myself, Dean, mm-hmm. Reggie, Reg, uh, mm-hmm. Farrow, and Godfrey. Farrow. And,
2: uh, yeah.
1: But after I saw this nigga C King, man, I hung it up. Uh-huh. I, had to, oh, I had to. I had to retire it, man? That nigga shit <laughs> is so. I mean, he does he does Denzel like Frank Caliendo does Madden. Like it just okay. I feel, okay. I feel silly doing it now. I just I right, just feel right, silly. right, right. Sometimes right. I'll be in my car and I'll be you know going through certain Denzel movies and certain gestures, right. and I feel Aries. like where you know real quick. Yeah, because it's
2: gonna cut off. And can can we come back in for a couple more minutes? Uh I, I, I nigga, I would, I would love to, but I got.